Hey guys, it's Kobe here of Kobe Talks. Michael Agree and Pia on the mic. Quick update, guys. So, Kobe Talks Podcast, we have started a Go Get Fund Me to help us create a new spacious studio and get some new gear to enable our sound to be much more crisp. And guys, we need your support. So, we started a Go Get Fund Me, which you can find the link in every single episode's description that you can donate to guys so whatever episode you are listening to this on just click the description of the episode whether apple podcast spotify anchor click the description click on the go get fund me link and donate to us guys we need your support we can't do this by ourselves so i'm coming to you pleading asking for your donations guys please give to us help us expand we know you love our show and we know that you want to be part of this expansion that we are doing. So, Kobe, I'm here today asking for your support, asking for your donations. So, click the description of whatever podcast it is you are listening to right now and donate to us. Or go to Kobe Talks, our Instagram page. That is at K-O-B-B-Y-T-A-L-K-S. Click that link in our bio and hit the first item, the first tab, and donate to us. Please donate to us. We need it. Thank you so much, guys, and enjoy the upcoming episode. Bye. Kobe Talks. Kobe Talks. Kobe Talks. Kobe Talks. Kobe Talks. Kobe Talks. Hi, everybody. This is Estela, and keep listening to Kobe Talks, because he rocks. Hey, guys. Kobe here of Kobe Talks. We are here in Embassy Gardens. We are here in Cantonment. We are here with one of my, my friends from high school, who is everything global finance tech everything he's like he's a he's a he's a trader he's not market market man market woman trader he's a he's a global trader um he tell you more about that he goes by the name robert ama Dalmida. i always mess the last name up i don't know if it's Dalmida or damelda but we all call him damelda couple of them call him bob but Charlie sometimes Komla. That's his Instagram handle, Komla. But actually, he's a really chill guy who is making us proud. Who is... Charlie, he told me something about decisions we see on TV, the stock market and things. How they sort of find a way to make us make our decisions based on that. Nah, he has to do it himself. Tell me what's up. Cool, Charlie. Bro. You are you are surprised at all the things I was saying. Eh? I'm just surprised, like <laughs> you, you really did it this time. How you doing, bro? All good, all good, Charlie. We're excited to have you on Kobe Talks. I'm excited to be here too. Very excited, actually. Finally, in the country, we can talk. We've been we've been waiting to do this for how long now? Almost a year now. Almost a year. Yeah. You, you don't want to come to Ghana, so. Uh, oh nah, not be so. Like then there was this. I wanted to come for the year of return, but then some one or two things happened, so I had to stay. But I'm glad I'm finally here. You're glad I'm finally here. And then you are sitting here with us talking. You know, it's so great. It's, it's great to, first of all, be here and having you here to just to talk about everything. And also great to be on your podcast because I've been listening to it a lot. A I lot. You're doing a wonderful job. He listens to it every single time. And he's one of our, like, really cool guests. Kobe, where, why are you not recording episodes? Kobe this, Kobe that. Texting exactly, me. Exactly. And, like, we are here together doing this. Um, Robert, I said that you do everything global. When I say everything global, I know you trade globally. I know... Um, you, you 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 do big finance globally. I know you travel. I know you have a different purview of the world. We're talking about zebras a couple of seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about you being here, you being down. Actually, we finished touring the whole of Europe. Well, tell us all about that from a simple guy here with me and others in high school 
somebody who's all over the world and telling me that there's more to the world than there is in Accra. There's more to the world than Accra. Tell us everything about it because we want to know, bro. No, so like, like I was telling you earlier, I think we need to start normalizing certain things, like, like traveling, for instance. So me, I started, I started traveling mainly because I have a couple of friends who used to travel a lot and they inspired me. And I think the first time I traveled, I realized, wait, it's not actually that big of a deal. Like, getting a visa is not that deep. If you just understand how the process works and you prepare for it, and then <clears throat> getting a ticket to travel as well, if you can save up towards it, right? So if I wanted to go to, say, Kenya, for instance, like, oh, I think I mentioned this earlier. If I have a whole year to save up to it, then I can gradually start planning towards it. And if I get some three, four, five k then you can plan a whole trip and go on it. That's in Ghana City, right? That's in Ghana City, yeah. But pe- pe- people might think you have to be rich to start doing these things. And I think we need to normalize it. It's not. So I, so I started doing it uh, right when I went into university. That's why I got the first experience. And I kept doing it. And till now, it's one of the things I like doing. So one of my favorite hobbies is to travel. So if I get a small chance, maybe a small holiday or a small opportunity anywhere, I'll be the first on a plane to go somewhere. And I think it helps, like I was telling you earlier as well, in making new friends and meeting people and broadening your scope or your whole perspective on life itself, right? You get to see more things, you get to experience more things. It, it opens your, you up to new ideas and helps you grow as a person. So I think we need to definitely need to start normalizing this. And to be honest, I've seen a lot of it happening already with most of my friends in Ghana now planning um, trips occasionally. Not, even if not outside the country, they're planning something within. So most of them are going to Ibri, most of them are going to... Akosombo, yeah, I went to Hokkaido as well. So like most people are doing all these things, and those are very impressive. So yes, the key thing I think um, is for us to normalize these things. And I would like to see next year you traveling, making a few trips yourself. As Definitely, well. you I should. Mean, you should. I have to add it to my bucket list. Absolutely, Charlie, guys, this is positive influence. <laughs> you can feel it. Like look at look at the kind of pressure he's brought for me right now on my show. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you need to go next year. I want to see you go somewhere. Definitely. Go somewhere you, you know, you spoke about your first trip was university. Do you remember where it was too, and you know how it all happened? Okay, not how it all happened, but where it was too, and how it felt like leaving the country. So, so my first experience. I went to Norway, and there was a student festival there. So it's called ISFIT, um, it's in Trondheim. And I had a, fr- I had f- a few friends in, on campus who were applying. And so they told me, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll try it, why not? And then I applied to the student festival. So I think that's one way for students to even also get a chance to travel or experience things easily. All these student festivals, programs, and all this thing. It's helpful. So then I applied to go to Norway. It was great. It was my first experience outside, and I went there during the winter. So it was a lot of snow, uh, like, it was like a whole blizzard at some point, and the food was also different. It was a weird experience for me. It took me a while to adjust. But after that first travel and that first experience, you're like, oh, wait, actually, the world is bigger than Accra and Ghana, and all my current friends and all these people. Like, there, are, there are more things out there you need to see and experience, and that, that just kind of sparked the, the, the hunger in me to keep uh, trying new experiences. So that was, that was in 20, 2014 or 2015, well, 20, 2014, I think, into 2015. 2015. So then you started all these trips, and then you decided that, no, Ghana is not worth you. I'm no, 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 no. No, 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 you decided that Ghana, Ghana, is, worth Ghana is not worth you. No, you want to leave Ghana and go somewhere else. Why have you left us in Ghana? No, 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 Why? No, no, no. no it's, and where it's, are you now? It's not, Ghana is absolutely worth it. And I love, like, I'm so happy to be back. It's, it's one of the most... Is the most beautiful country in the world, in my opinion. So I absolutely love it here. 
But then as well, after university, opportunities came, and I thought, you know, it would be it makes sense to take advantage of these opportunities because they're very um, uncommon. So yeah, so it's a matter of chasing opportunities, not necessarily leaving Ghana. Okay. But yeah, so so right now, so I moved to London a few years back, and that's where I'm based now. But then my my entire family is still in in Ghana, so I tend to come back as often as I can. I think I should be doing that more often actually. But yeah, but definitely Ghana is absolutely the place to be in terms of um, longer term thinking and how the country is progressing. At the same time, for young people, I think if you get opportunities, I mean, why not? Why not? You can always take them. You see, so so back in school, back in school, Robert and I had, um, we were in, we were privileged to hold certain, certain, I, I don't want to say positions, where we had to be really smart. You know, I was pushing him in the corner by saying, why has he left Ghana? Why has he left us in Accra? Accra is not good enough for him. And what did he say? No, it's a matter of chasing opportunity. You see the way he just slithered his way out of that corner <laughs> by saying that he's not, it's a matter of chasing opportunity. That's how smart the guy I'm sitting is in front of is. <laughs> no, like, no. It's, it's so smart. <laughs> no, but... But why, why, is, why aren't you also clarifying your role in high school? You're quite an important, you're quite a big deal. So, you're moving I on. You I see you are swearing. <laughs> you're, very, you're a big deal, you're very influential. You influence me in so many ways. I'm sure you influence so many people in the school. Mm-hmm. You should be proud of it, you should be embracing it and letting the whole world know. So, guys, we are not going to, me, I'm not celebrating, we are saying we're not going there. <laughs> so, so Robin, Robin and I talk about foreign politics a lot. We talk about Biden, we talk about Trump, we talk about Boris Johnson, we talk about so many different things. We may get into we may get into politics later on. But I want to ask him, um, Robert, a life in London, work in London, how did you find it? Obviously you worked in Ghana a bit, but life in London, how did you find it? I mean somebody may be listening right now in high school or probably even working who may want to go outside. Um, maybe not everybody may get the opportunity you have to be where you are. But how do you find the life outside? Because I know for a fact that you're probably not working at office directly because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So things have been have been changed and it's much more better. I mean, you still work, but in a much different environment. So how is the life like in London? Work, everything, as compared to Ghana? No, so, so I think the major difference for me, there are some very fantastic companies in Ghana that are doing very well, and there are the, the institutions here that work and everything. But the difference that stood out to me is the standard, the, the quality of work and expectations. It's like in in outside Ghana or in Europe, it's very hard to make excuses for why you are late to work or you couldn't deliver on a deadline or all these things. Over there, the standard is very high, and so you have no choice but to, to, to fit in. I think the first thing, that I really appreciated was punctuality, which I think all Ghanaians make jokes about. But that's a quite a big deal. Like saying you're doing something at you're starting a meeting at 10, or you're meeting somebody at 10, or you're going to do something at 10, and then doing it at exactly that time. That should be normalized as well. Right. And I think that's a big gap we have in this in our country. But I think people I've seen people making effort and they've been criticizing it online and everything. But yeah, the standard, the quality, and the expectations are pretty high. And so you have no choice but to step up, right? Either you step up or you drown immediately. And there's no excuses. You, you can't say, I'm late because of traffic. You should factor all these things before you plan your journey to the office or something. You don't just show up <coughs> um, 45 minutes late and say, because there was traffic. So I guess it's not my fault that I was late. Nah. So the standard is very, very key. Um, another thing is just the general vibe. 
And in Accra, obviously, I was having a lot more fun because I knew people here, I was living here. And so going to London was a bit more, it took a bit a while for me to adjust to the new place because you're not going to make new friends, meet people, build a network, a social network for, for children and all those things. So that takes time. But uh, other than that, it was a smooth transition. I mean, I don't think Ghana is any different from London in terms of our way of life. Um, but in terms of professionalism, I think, yeah, the standard is a key thing I noticed. It was quite so different. It was the standard for you. So you have that high standard for yourself and you needed an environment that will constantly be pushing you. Exactly. So an environment that keeps pushing you to, to your limits. I, I, I think that's essential. So like I said, from the beginning, I said, I said in the beginning, there are some fantastic companies um, in, in this country that have those standards, right? I, I don't want to mention any specific names, but very fantastic ones. So you can see them importing such cultures into our system. And that's good. Yeah, I see the trend and I see okay, we are improving. But yeah, in, in outside it's definitely higher. So if you're somebody who, if you, if you want to get comfortable where you are, I guess you can do that. Also, if you want to keep pushing yourself, then you might want to try a, a bit more multinationals or companies that have created a high standard for their staff and all those things. And uh, that should go a long way to help any young person develop. That should go a long way. Yeah, develop professionally. So do you see yourself ever coming back to settling Ghana or do you see yourself being a, a global trotter, being all over the world all your life? No, I think I would always be a global trotter. Because it's a little thing, there are almost 190 countries in the world. There's so much to see <clears throat> in one lifetime, right? Because there's so much to see. There's so much culture, so much history, so much knowledge, so much beauty to consume around the world. Like, why would anyone choose to stay in one place forever? I, I just think you're missing out, right? Because you have one life to live and one lifetime, like I said. So it, it, I can't fathom the, the idea of just staying put. So yes, ultimately, I think I'm going to come back to Ghana and stay here. I mean, this is still my home. My whole family is here. I love it. Ultimately, I want to come back and I'm already making plans towards it. But in the meantime, I mean, if I have the energy and the means to, why not explore? Australia, why not go to New Zealand, why not, why not go to Thailand, why not go to Japan? Like, why not explore these places? Why not learn these new cultures? So yeah, I think I've been doing that for a long time. For a long time. Yeah, but ultimately I'm always going to come back. Yeah. Tell, us, tell us two things that has changed um, for you in your life as a human being since you left. Two things that you no longer do, two things that you now do. Two things that you believe your peers in Ghana do not do, that you possess, that makes you better. <coughs> I think one of the key things I noticed was your your presence or your presence or your brand is very important. How people how people perceive you is very very important, and that that is very key, especially on your social media feed. So people who have certain funny names on on their Twitter and uh, Instagram, and stuff, I, I get it. It's, sometimes it's a bit of fun, but I also know that like prospective. Um, partners or investors or employees are also looking at these things and these things matter it helps with how people view you so i think one of the key things that stood out to me because when, when i was when i was when i was going out we had all these seminars and everything where you were being warned or advised on how you present yourself in public on social media your looks your dressing how you smell all, all these things are key right and i think some of my friends i've seen here have begun to take these things seriously as well and i think if i, I guess if i had stayed in the country i'd have also eventually caught on but one thing that quickly hit me was how you appear or how people perceive you is very important, right? So you need to think about that when you're making decisions too. 
It's not just your intention that matters. It's how people receive your action, right? So I think that's one thing um, that stood out to me. The, the other thing would be um, just generally, again, trying to normalize what we consider luxurious. Like, what we consider. It's, some things are basic. Like, some I, I visited a friend, and they were going to be washing. And I was like, wait, why don't you get a washing machine? Like, yeah, I don't have money. Like, it's a washing machine. It's, it's not supposed to be. It's not luxury. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be, You're saving time. Instead of sitting around and washing, you're saving yourself an extra 30, 45 minutes to do something else while the machine does a job for you. And you can save and buy this. There are a couple of them on Jumia I saw. It's like 1K or 700 CDs or something. Petty, petty things. So normalizing this, this thing, right? Giving myself good treatment. Saying, okay, I want to be able to buy this shoe um, this year. So I'm going to save and buy it. Yes, it's expensive. I get it. But I'm saving towards it. Why do we work so hard in the first place? I'm saving towards this to buy this. So that's what I want to do. So normalizing that kind of um, spending on yourself and chilling yourself and the kind of luxury, I think it's very key. And so those are, that's another key thing that stood out to me. So settling for mediocrity just obviously just goes out of my dictionary immediately. Because I realized that. Settling for mediocrity goes out of his dictionary immediately. Robert, we'll wrap up soon. But I've got a pretty direct question for you. Mm. Do you prefer Biden or prefer Trump? This recent election? Hmm. I, I think I'd have gone for Biden, honestly. <laughs> the way I look at American politics is a bit selfish. It's more what's in it for me as an African or as a black man. Who has my best interest at heart, right? And I know some would say Trump did well for black people in the economy. Unemployment was one of the lowest ever for black people. Those are all true. But as a, as a black man, and I know he, he, he sometimes himself says things like, He's the best for black people, except for Abraham Lincoln and all that. So don't get me wrong. I do like saying things that Jason has done. And just to name a few, I'll point to the changing attitudes towards China and the Abraham Accords in the Middle East with all the Arab countries all of a sudden opening diplomatic relations with Israel. So we need to give credit where it's due. And for that, I, I, I applaud the administration. But as an African, I have other priorities. There are other things that matter to me more. For example, the reports he called us shithole countries. To me, that's unforgivable. I know he denied it, but he's also denied a lot of things that have turned out to be actually true. Then there is he deciding to pull out, pull, pull the United States out of the WHO. That is a problem, especially for Africa, given that unlike other economies and advanced um, unions, we do not have a center for disease control, a well-equipped one, right? And so because of that, we rely on the WHO for a lot of things, for guidelines, standards, medicine, all these things. We rely on the WHO. The WHO is our standard um, CDC. So if America, who happens to be the largest contributor, they contribute about 400 million, I think, whereas the other big player would be China, who contributes about 10% of that, 40 million. So, so the whole WHO is run entirely on America's money. And for us in Africa, we rely on it a lot for vaccination campaigns and, and all these things. So should America pull out, we will suffer. And Biden has promised um, to re-engage um, these, these institutional, uh, these organizations, sorry. So we were this close to eradicating polio. I think we got to about 90 or 95%. They were in Nigeria before COVID hit, so we've retrogressed a bit. But if the US pulls out, that would be a problem. And because I don't want that, I would, I would prefer the candidate who, who is committed to the WHO and the United Nations and all these entities. Then there is also the NSAS movement. When it happened in October, Biden was one of the very few people, world leaders, who actually spoke out against it and called out uh, Buhari. 
so we know he cares i i don't think um biden biden actually spoke out against the violence and he supported the young people fighting for their future i don't think trump cared and 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 whoever unfortunately whoever is uh potus will matter come 2023 when nigerians um, are going back to the polls and if they decide to mobilize and vote out buhari and his um the the, the, the ruling class that would matter a lot whoever is president of america so as an african it's an easy decision for me to make one candidate has an african agenda and wants to engage the world the other candidate wants america to focus inwards it's an easy pick in my opinion two things can be true at the same time you can admire some things trump has done and you can also want a new guy who is more aligned with your goals i think both works so that, that's just my um humble opinion my my view does not matter. We are dealing with Robert right now. Maybe one day, if Robert is interviewing me, I may have a different view from that. But yeah, so um, we've been sitting here talking to Robert Amatamelda, Bob, Komla, um, a globalist. I see him as a globalist because of what he does for work, his travel, his, his, his outlook. He said he would never settle for mediocrity and he doesn't understand why. He's just sit down in one place all your life because you only have what, one life. You need to live it. And he's giving me a task. Can you imagine? He's come on my show. He's come to give me a task <laughs> in front of all of you. So you're all witnesses. Can you imagine? That can I you should... promise us you're going to do it? Uh, you see, he's also pushing me in a, in a corner. We will. I will try because it's a good thing, right? It's a positive thing. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try locally first. I'm gonna do more. Definitely. Exactly. Start you should go small. to the north. There's Molly Park. I can go to Central Asian Westing. I mean, there's, mm. so, there's so much to do in the country. There's Zane Lord with the elephant and all just that. Just imagine. You went that. to Kosovo recently. So perfect. Definitely the floats have... and all those things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, also get that different pair view. Probably even record some episodes with people um, with different languages. Um, you oh. know, that's also like, you know, it's just look, that's like a different idea that has come in to give the, the podcast a more diverse um, outlook. And Robert just gave me the idea around. That's why he said that. You need to walk with the wise. If you walk with the wise, you become wise. If you walk with foolish people, you already know the answer to that. So, Charlie, Robert, um, before we go, any last words to anybody listening from ages, whatever it is, to whatever it is, what words would you want to leave to the guests of Kobe Talks podcast? So, I think the one, message, the one message I wanted to get across was, I think it's important that we as young people get involved um, politically not, not just voting every four years but following the politics that's happening like when, when issues are being debated in parliament when um, the president's making an appointment or is trying to pass a policy like this university bill they're trying to pass how many of us truly understand it right but these things are going to affect us so it's important and, and, and I keep saying this like in Africa the, the median age is 19.5 years Right, in Ghana, it's like 21. Majority of the country is young, right? But our leaders tend to be septu or octogenarians. So they don't really understand what we need in our current age, right? And our younger brothers are the first generation who are growing up online, social media and everything. So what their lives are going to be like when they grow up is totally different. It's something nobody has experienced before. So no government understands it. <clears throat> but if we don't get involved politically, and start pushing our politicians to listen to us and do what we want, then we're just handing over our country to old people who are making decisions for a future they're not going to be in. So I think it's very important for young people. So, so I, I've listened to your show a couple of times. 
and I've seen everybody come and talk about everything, talk about life, um, experiences, sales. I had, yeah, I knew you had stuff on a while ago. So all these people come and talk about this. And the one thing I want to leave is that um, following politics doesn't mean you have to choose a side, right? I, I think I think it's a bit myopic to always try to put Ghanaians in a box of NDC or MPP, right? So. If I don't like what the NDC did, that's what can I MPP. If I don't like what the MPP did, what can I MPP. I think that's been my opinion. Our democracy has advanced enough for us to have independent thinking individuals, right? So the young people should choose. I think we should choose that part of being independent thinkers, where we look at both parties and decide on the merits of the issues because we understand them, we followed them, and we voted and we pushed an agenda. I think that's key, and I think that's one thing. That's one thing that's left for Ghana and you to start doing to make sure we become a better country. Make sure we become a better country. That was just an amazing ending to change our view from being myopic to being more politically minded to focusing on what the government is doing to read the laws, the bills they are proposing, what parliament is talking about to be involved. Does it mean I mean go and kill yourself? No, 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 no don't go in the street and please. Nobody is asking you to do that. We are too old for that now. <laughs> do you understand? Please don't go in the street and go and kill yourself. But we have our phone, social media, just like you said, old people are making decisions for a future they will not be a part of. Those are the words of Robert Amadamoda that he just said that we all listen to. So we need to be involved, we need to listen, we need to be enlightened, we need to pay attention. We don't just have to leave it and say I mean, I'm not interested in politics or whatever it is. We are not telling you to choose a side. We are telling you to be interested. That is what Robert has said to you today. So um, there's been a very short but extremely concise, interesting episode of Robert Amadamoda. Kamala Bob. Um, Robert, I didn't let you do this. Let us know how people can reach you on social media. I don't think I want to give you a number out, obviously. <laughs> but then how can people reach you? What kind of social media are you on? Before you go, no. So I think my, my handles on um, I'm mostly active on Twitter and Instagram, and my handles are the same. It's Komla, so with the K O M L double A double A, no underscore. I think there is an underscore. An underscore. Yeah. So at K O M M L double A underscore underscore. So hit him up. Um, can people DM? Can people follow you? Can people? Oh sure, why not? Like yeah, I actually enjoy these things, so that would yeah. be great. So um, K O M L double a underscore at beginning hit him up follow him and get in chat with him and if you start talking with the mother about politics you send you all the articles in the world to read <laughs> <laughs> you send you everything you, and you come and hit up and you have you read it i want us to talk about this <laughs> we have to analyze a bit <laughs> so so uh, follow him uh, i mean he's a very cool guy check out his pictures check out his life um how he travels to so just get interacted with robert amanda melda he's a chill person and you know that's how we make it in life man we network get to know different people and copy talks we are all for that bringing you different diverse guests so thank you so much guys for listening um we are signing off 2020 a very spectacular year and however way you decide to put spectacular in your own language, but it's been a very spectacular year. And we are ending it with Robert Amadamonda. Trust me, if 2020 begin, began and you had told me that I ended with Robert, I, I, I wouldn't have believed it. In fact, I would have been believed I'll still be doing this on my free time. But look, it's here. So Charlie, it's a very spectacular year. So thank you so much, Robert. Thank you very much for having me. I, I really enjoyed it. I think you're doing a, a fantastic job. And so I think you should definitely keep it up. Definitely. And I'm also going to keep the world updated on my travel.
Of course, of course, definitely. I'll personally check on you to see if you travel next year. You will check on me. <laughs> Charlie Robert, thank you so much. Thank you. Man. See you guys. Bye.